Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. I'm super glad you're here. Today is Monday. It's the second day of September 2019. In uh, the so-called United States, it's also Labor Day because we're afraid of workers and, I guess, communists. So we don't do May Day here. But uh, happy Labor Day. I hope you're not laboring. And if you are, I hope people are being nice to you and you're being fairly compensated. I'm really excited to welcome as my guest uh, for today, and I'm guessing for more days as well, Diana Rose. Uh, she's an astrologer, tarot reader, energy worker, author, educator. She's one of those people that uh, I learned about through Instagram, and it made me instantly smarter and more aware of the world as soon as I started following her, which is always a gift. Diana, I'm super excited to have you here. Thanks so much for taking some time. Thank you, Jason. It's exciting to be here. I love being on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So I create my own, so I'm always sure I'll be yeah. invited. We were tossing back and forth ideas about what to talk about. And one of the things that you've been speaking about uh, online, I should say, recently is the idea of tarot and magic as both forms of direct action and mutual aid. And I was hoping we could maybe start mm -hmm. there. And can I ask you just to just to even talk to folks, especially folks who maybe aren't super familiar with tarot and magic, how those things are used as forms of mutual aid and direct action. Tarot specifically, you know, so tarot is the 78 card deck. This is what makes tarot tarot, right? So it's a 78 card deck and it has five suits and there are images on the cards and those images are attached to ideas. Um, very frequently, those ideas can be considered archetypal. You know, so they're like these big concepts that show up in small ways, small, large ways in a given human life. And one of the things that I firmly believe in is that, you know, one of Tarot's most potent uses is for us to understand what's happening in our own internal archetypal suits. Whenever we can see how these big ideas are playing out within us and how we are contributing to them outside of us, we can take a little bit more agency um, in using those ideas, right? So to make it a little bit more concrete, um, you know, every, every uh, like, this is an example of an archetype. The one that I like to use is the mother, right? So mother counts as an archetype because there's no way that you can define that idea in a way that encapsulates all of the ways that it shows up in a concise fashion. So we have, like, our actual mom, uh, we have the abstracted perfect mother. We have the horrible stepmom. Uh, we have Mother Earth. We have the mother of our kombucha. There's all of these different ways that, that that idea of mother shows up. And it's different than the idea of father. And it's different than the idea of parent, more generalized, right? And depending on how that archetype has played out for us in our life, and depending on how it's um, influencing our day-to-day -day life, that can be positive and generative and like, encouraging us to be loving and connective with the world around us, it can also be something that makes us shrink. It can be something that has uh, embedded a lot of shame in us. It can be something where, you know, we have these behaviors that we might not even be aware of, but they're behaviors that are um, potentially very, like, oppressive to ourselves and to others. Okay. So with a tool like tarot, we can kind of start to understand how these archetypal things are playing out, how they interact with broader sociocultural oppression, um, how they interact with what we consider to be okay, what we consider to be not okay, what we're complicit in, all of that kind of thing. 
And as we do that internal work, we are effectively changing the external too. Because whatever we're addressing, you know, if we're addressing something like, um, I don't know, internalized classism, for example, right? So say we have a lot of, um, a lot of issues with, uh, our own self-worth directly related to how much money we're making or how people, like what class we think other people perceive us to be in. And it could be so low level that we don't realize that that's a driver of our, of our choices. Um, but not only is it a driver of our choices, it's also a driver of how we interact with other people. So if we have that internalized classism, then whenever we're interacting with someone that we perceive to be in a different class, that will alter how we treat those people. It will alter what kinds of legislation or activism we think are okay based on classism, right? So it's like, you know, we should just be kicking homeless people off the streets because they obviously aren't worth anything. They're not real humans, right? That's classist. And if we can deal with our internalized classism, then to a certain degree, we are going to be a lot kinder to people who are on the short end of the stick within the sociocultural, socioeconomic bubble we live inside of. Um, so that's, that's kind of like a larger thing that tarot can help with, astrology can help with. And then once we kind of can see those things that are operating inside of us that are interacting with the world around us, we can use something like magic to help us work through that and to help us help the world work through that. Does that make sense? It does, and it it fits mm-hmm. very closely with, and in fact, I'll I have well, we'll spend a long time saying this because I've talked about it on this show before, but with the conception of tarot that I, you know, I kind of use personally and have explained on in a previous episode, but the idea that tarot, to me at least, is particularly well suited to getting, and again, I'll speak just from my personal example, to getting me to consider things. I might not otherwise consider based on my long-term internal wiring when I look at a mm-hmm. situation and my behavior in it. It's kind of a way for mm-hmm. me to have someone, since no one else is sitting there with me when I'm pulling a card each day, for example, it's a way for something to say to me, hey, maybe instead of thinking about this the way you're just going to think about it because you're you, why not mm-hmm. consider this angle, which I find incredibly useful because it it's like a shock. It breaks me out of these thought patterns that I just am am trapped in because of you know my my upbringing and the hardwired reactions I have to certain events, for example. Yeah, totally. And like that points to another important thing that I think tarot can be helpful with when it comes to um, participating in society in a more humane way. Whenever we can see that a single card, for example, so you're asking um, you're asking different questions, but the same card is coming up to address these different questions. You can kind of see how that one card has so many different angles into it, just as like a single person has so many different ways into them. Or if you're asking the same question every day and you're getting different cards, you're seeing that question from a multitude of different angles. And that I think makes it, it make it like it develops um, a kind of neurological patterning that allows you to empathize better rather than just staying inside of the narrow meaning box that you currently reside in. You know, that box is often, and again, I'm just going to speak personally, that box is often invisible to me. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't don't even know that it's there until something else is introduced that falls outside it and makes me realize, oh, there's totally a wall here that I didn't even realize was here. Totally. And one of the interesting things with tarot that I consider to be true 
is that it doesn't actually tell you anything that some part of you doesn't know. You might not consciously know it, but some part of you is already aware of that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be possible for you to create the interpretation that you create by looking at those cards. It's like going from word soup to an actual sentence. Um, like all of the parts are already there, but tarot can help to um, actually make it into something that is meaningful and legible. We're out of time for today. I'm talking with Diana Rose. Diana, can you come back tomorrow? Absolutely. Fabulous. Let's we'll maintain the fiction that we're doing this over the course of several days. Uh, I'm Jason Crane. You're listening to a brief chat. Diana, tell people where they can find you online if they'd like to follow the work that you do. Yeah, so you can find me. Um, my handle is at Damashena. So that's D-D-A-M-A-S-C-E-N-A-A. And that is where you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Patreon. Um, and if you put a .com after that Damashena, that's my website. And I can't encourage people strongly enough uh, to follow the work that Diana does because it will expand the way you think, and that's incredibly valuable. Uh, if you'd like to then uh, get the antidote to that and you know possibly narrow your thinking, you can go to abriefchat.com where this podcast resides. You can also become a member. Uh, thank you to Noah in England, who's the most recent member. Uh, we only have the show's only been on for six weeks. There are six members, and they're in four countries, which strikes me as a cool thing. Uh, you can also find all the past episodes, and you can get in touch with me if you'd like to. Uh, let me know something or maybe be a guest yourself. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs>